0: Hello peeps. What's up? Um, I'm not in the closet. I'm not in the closet. I'm in my kitchen. Which is a change of podcast recording scenery for me. If y'all are regulars here, you know I normally record in my closet. But we are not recording in the closet today. You might hear my dog barking. Not my dog, my brother's dog, barking in the background. Um, but that's okay. You guys, full full transparency I'm super excited I figured out this new snack that I love it's chocolate covered dried mangoes oh my god it is incredible I highly recommend everyone to check it out they're like maybe 10 bucks a bag on Amazon so good so check them out that is not what we're talking about today though is um we're not talking about dried covered chocolate mangoes um we are talking about <laughs> Body dysmorphia, relationship with food and exercise, relationship with your body, all the things regarding that. And I posted on my story not too long ago um, a poll on, like, which one you'd rather hear from, singleness or body dysmorphia. And it was really close, like... Almost 50-50, but the singleness podcast episode won out, so I recorded and posted that one first, and I'm excited to get to this one, though, because I do know it's something that weighs really heavy on people's hearts, especially, I don't know how many guys listen to this podcast, but I feel like it's pretty, the statistics show me it's pretty female heavy, Um, but at least for me, I know as a female, relationship with your body is, it's something that is almost top of mind for every single woman and every single female. And I can remember for those of you who don't know my story, um, I've struggled with body dysmorphia my entire life. And I can remember it started when I was in, like, I remember being in fifth grade and I would look at my friends. This is going to sound so creepy. This is, this is going to sound so creepy. Let's just like, this is between you and me. Okay. Um, but I remember in fifth grade, this is the first memory I have of like comparing my body to someone else's. But like my friend was on the monkey bars and her shirt kind of came up and I saw her stomach and my mind went to, my stomach is bigger than hers. And oh my God, that sounds so creepy. But like that is the first memory I have of me thinking that I was fat. And I, yes, I use the word fat because in my mind, that's how I saw myself. And, um, I know like I know what obesity is. I know the statistics. I was a psych major. I I never in my life was struggled with obesity or struggled with being overweight. But how I saw myself was someone who was overweight. No matter how hard I worked out and no matter how healthy I ate. And so I remember in sixth grade, um, I would pray to God at night that I would wake up and be as skinny as my sisters. Because in my mind, like... I was not the skinny kid, and 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 I wasn't like I wasn't the, you know those girls that could like eat anything and stay as thin as a stick. In middle school, I was not that girl, and it really bothered me. And so in sixth grade, I remember you know going out to lunch with friends, or like my friends' moms would take us out to dinner, and like I would order salads at Chick Fil A, um, while my friends were ordering like chicken nuggets. You know, like you're you're twelve years old, like. But for me, in my mind, I was like, I'm, I have to watch what I eat. And then in high school, when I started working out religiously, at first, a lot of it had to do... Well, I played I played D1 tennis, so a lot of my working out had to do with with sports. But I did, in my mind, start to form this association between working out and being thin. And I started working out compulsively to be thinner. And ironically, all it did was just make me more inflamed and a body type that I didn't like as much. Um, but I'm saying this because my entire life I've struggled with finding my footing with my relationship between food and working out and energy and exercise and my, how I see my body and And I still do on so many levels. That's the thing that nobody tells you is that struggling with that kind of thing, struggling with your relationship with those things, it never goes away. It doesn't. It doesn't. it 's like negative thoughts you 're never going to get to a point in your life where you just don't think negative thoughts they're always going to be there, but you learn to manage them appropriately so that they do not overdrive the positive thoughts or that they do not overdrive your relation your your healthy relationship with food and working out um, and for me, like i many of you know that like i have a nutrition business and the reason that I'm so passionate about the nutrition that I use is because it redefined my relationship with food for me. Um, it redefined what nutrition meant to me because before I used to look at food as the enemy and I used to look at food as this thing that would make me bigger. And now because of my, the nutrition that I use, I understand its importance and I understand how essential it is in your relationship with your body. And food is not this reward that you earn for working out enough. It's something that your body needs regardless if you work out or not to be energized and healthy and sustained. Now, this is what I want to... I want to talk about three things when it comes to healthy eating healthy working out. Um, I was thinking about kind of how I wanted to do this podcast. And I think that there's some really practical reasons why a lot of people struggle with sustaining healthy habits. And when I say healthy habits, I mean something that supports your energy, that supports your persona, that supports your nourishment, that supports your day-to-day living activities. I don't mean skinny, I don't mean thin, I don't mean insert body image type here. We have so confused as a society, health with a body image. We think healthy and we automatically think six pack abs or we think thigh gap. That is not health. For all people, for some people, it may just as well be, but I think we are forgetting that every single person is as unique as the thumbprint on their thumb. We are not all one and the same, which means that healthy on Annie Mayfield is going to look different than healthy on you who is listening to this. Healthy on you who is listening to this is going to look different than healthy your mom. Healthy your boyfriend, healthy your sister, healthy your girlfriend, healthy your friend friend, like healthy your teacher, your coach, your teammate. We as a society, all have different versions of healthy. And I think what we do as a world is we we scroll through all these apps and we look at all these different workouts and we look at the trainers and we go, oh, if I do that workout, I'm going to look like that trainer that leads that workout. Or, oh, if I hire that personal trainer, I'm going to look like him. Or, oh, if I go on that diet, I'm going to look like the person that's on the cover of the shakes for that diet. You know what I mean? It's like, but that's not true because your version of healthy is not their version of healthy. You could do the exact same thing. You could eat the exact same way you can work out the exact same way and you're still not going to look like them because you were designed to look like you. So let me just start off with that. Healthy is not a body image. Healthy is an energy. And that is the biggest mindset shift that I had to understand when I started redefining my relationship with working out and food. That healthy for me is an energy. Because guess what? I've had times in my life where I ate like celery that day. And that was it. After eight hours of training for tennis and working out and conditioning, I would have celery for dinner because I didn't want to gain weight. I was eating nothing and I felt like shit. I had other times in my life where I was eating so much. Like I gave, I didn't care what I was eating. I would have the popcorn. I would have the cake. I would have the, the ribs. Like I would eat so much and I felt like shit because I wasn't eating healthy. So it's not necessarily a matter of how much or how little you're consuming. It is what are you consuming? I saw a quote the other day and I was like, yes, amen to this. Stop being a calorie detractor and start being a nutrient seeker. When your body is hungry, it is craving nutrients. That's why I'm so passionate about my nutrition because the amount of nutrients I get in one single shake is like... I'd have to eat like six meals to equivocate that. Like, it's so absurd. But when your body is is hungry, it's saying, I need nutrition. I need nutrition. And a lot of times the problem lies in the fact that when we're hungry, we grab the potato chips. We grab the Cheez-Its. We grab things that are really high in calories, but really low in nutrition. So I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but have you ever had a meal, maybe at like a Mexican restaurant, where you had maybe like 1,800 calories worth of food between the chips and the queso and the quesadillas and all that stuff, and then one hour later, you're literally starving. Why? You're like, I just had 1,800 calories. Why am I still hungry? Because even though you had so many calories, your body is still craving nutrition. So that's my first piece of advice for you is don't count calories, seek nutrition, seek nutrients, stop looking at the labels of calories. I I literally do not. I do not count macros. I do not count micros. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) I don't count calories. I don't. I'm not a calorie counter. And it's because I don't care how many calories necessarily I'm getting in the day. I care about how many nutrients I'm getting in the day how many nutrients am I getting? Am I getting my fats? Am I getting my carbs? Am I getting my proteins? How do I feel? Do I feel energized? Do I not feel energized? If I don't feel energized, okay, why don't I feel energized? Let me, let me think about what I ate that day. Let me think about how much I moved that day. You are the only one in your body. So you are the only one who knows how you feel. So let's start chasing an energy instead of chasing a body image and let's stop counting calories and start counting nutrients. Okay. Those are my two biggest pieces of advice. Next thing. I think one of the reasons why people fail at sustaining or healthy eating habits and healthy workout habits is because they start way too big. So what they do is they say, okay, you know, I haven't worked out in the past six months, but I'm ready to get into shape. So I signed up for Orange Theory six days next week, six, 530 AM classes next week. I signed up for them. And then guess what happens? You haven't worked out in 6 months and you're going to try to go do 6 5:30 a.m. Orange Theory classes in a row. And you are going to be so sore and so discouraged by probably day 3 if you make it that far that you're going to tell yourself the story this whole working out thing just isn't for me. Or you're going to decide, "Okay, you know, you, you, you have been eating like straight up crap the past three weeks and you're like, I'm just going to cut out bread. I'm going to cut out bread. I'm going to cut out refined sugar, no sugar, no alcohol, no j- literally just, I'm going to eat lettuce and some meat. That is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the keto. I'm going to do all of the, Like I'm going to just, just cut them all out. Like basically just doing lettuce and meat. Right. And then guess what? Day four comes along and you are craving some Cheez-Its. And so you eat the whole box of Cheez-Its and you say, screw it. Eating healthy is just not for me. I'm just not one of those people. It's impossible to not be one of those people when we as people were designed with bodies that were created to be taken care of. Let me just say that first off, right? But you guys, stop starting so big. It is so much better to say, okay, I haven't worked out in six months. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start small and then make my way to bigger moves gradually. So maybe I'm going to commit to doing four 20 minute walks this week. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm going to walk outside for 20 minutes. Okay. No crazy apps, no crazy Pilates, like handstand moves. No, no Lululemon outfits needed. Nothing that's going to break the bank. I'm literally just going to go walk outside for 20 minutes. And then guess what? Not only are you capable of doing that, but once you do that, you realize, Oh, I did that. Okay. Maybe next week I can do 30 minute walks four days a week, or maybe 20 minute walks five days a week. And then guess what? Your confidence grows. And not only do you start trusting yourself to commit to what you say you're going to do, but you also grow in your endurance. So you're like, oh my gosh, maybe I'm going to run the first 10 minutes and walk the second 10 minutes four days a week. And that is how you gradually begin to build your relationship with your working out. Same thing with eating. Maybe instead of saying, okay, no more carbs, no more refined sugar, you just say, okay, I'm used to having, and this is an exaggeration, but like, I'm used to having a burger and fries, two meals of the day. Well, maybe instead of the fries, I'm going to have a burger and a side salad for just one of the meals for lunch. I'm not going to order fries at lunch. I'm just going to get the burger and a salad. Or maybe you're like, okay, I'm going to commit to drinking a gallon of water a day. I'm going to make sure I'm getting enough water. Or maybe I'm going to start intermittent fasting from 8 p.m. to 10 a.m. Baby steps. Baby steps. It's like, how can you make as many baby steps as possible? Stop thinking so damn big. Like, that's the biggest problem people take. Like when I'm coaching people with their nutrition, I'm like, listen, I would much rather you have like one shake a day with three other meals than you try to go crazy and it only do it for a week. Like you want to think about what am I going to be able to commit to? What am I going to be able to definitely accomplish so that I build my confidence to keep going or even to add on to what I'm doing? Okay. The other thing is like, the other problem I feel like people run into is they don't correctly identify what motivates them. A lot of people are motivated by accountability. And if you're like that, then you need to take action to that. If you are someone that's like, I've heard this so many times, it's like, hey, I'm not willing to get up for myself at four in the morning to be at the gym by five. But if, but if, Bradley is waiting for me at the gym at 5 a.m., I'm going to get up for him. If Susan is going to be waiting at the gym, at the, at the track for me, I'm going to get up for her. If that's you, if you're like, I'm not willing to commit to drinking a gallon of water a day for me, but if, if my daughter said she wanted to do it with me, I would do it for her. If that's you, you need to find that buddy. You need to find that person, and if that's not you, you're like me. I this. I don't know if this makes me a bad person. I am so not motivated by that. Like, for me, like I have been getting up at four to work out for the past seven years, and I I I do, and I prefer to do it alone. I don't like buddies. I don't. <laughs> so bad. But like I don't like accountability buddies buddies because for me it's like that's my routine. That's my morning. Like that's my only time by myself. So I like to do it by myself. What motivates me is that feeling I get when I hit the pillow each night and I can say, oh my gosh, I earned this sleep. I earned it. That motivates me. So when I get up each day and I'm like exhausted and I don't want to work out, I know, I know if I don't do that workout in the morning, I will not show up to my jobs, my multiple jobs. I will not show up to them with the energy required to do them successfully and that motivates me. So figure out what motivates you before you try to go do it. So baby steps and figure out what motivates you. The last thing that I want to address is this false belief people have that eating healthy, working out, having that drive is like some genetic predisposition. This pisses, I'll just be straight up with you. This pisses me off on people say it like this because I get this all the time. And it just, to me, it's like a big slap in the face because it's like, you're literally saying that to make yourself feel better in your excuses. I get a lot of times like, Oh, you just naturally like you just, I guess you're just a morning person or you're just like, I guess your drive is just like this, this like internal instinct. I wish I had that. And I I don't say this because I don't want to be a a jerk. But like, I literally just want to be like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, stop lying to yourself to make yourself feel better. No one is born with this. Dwayne Johnson was not born with the drive to get up at 3.15 to get his cardio in before he starts shooting films in the day. You know what I mean? Like, people with stellar morning routines or stellar workout regimens or stellar relationships with food and their body, those things, those relationships were built. They were cultivated. They took time and work and discipline. Every single person you know that has that drive, that has that endurance, that has that willpower to take care of their body, whether it's with working out or with food or whatever it is, never tell yourself the lie that they were just built differently than you because they were not. All of those relationships, relationships are like plants. If you do not water them, they die. Same thing with the relationship with our with our bodies and our food. Like every single morning at 4 o'clock when my alarm goes off, I don't want to get up, but I get up. Why? Because I'm motivated to show up energized for my job, which means I have to get that workout in. I have to get that time the Lord, with the Lord in. I have to get that time with my journal in, or else I'm not going to be successful that day. And I'm motivated by that. So the good news, though, is that if someone... Can build that relationship with their body with food and with working out anyone can it 's not like this this superpower that 's set aside for certain people. we all have the option to build this relationship with our own bodies, and so that comes with consistency that comes with consistency i don 't even bat an eye when so this might sound crazy to some of you, but my morning time is so sacred to me. I will get a workout in no matter how early it is in the morning. Now, some of you guys just, they don't, you don't understand that. But for me, it's like, oh, I have a, like in Alaska when I left from Alaska, I had, we had to leave the airport at three, four, I mean, we had to leave for the airport at three 45 in the morning. Oh Yeah. I got up. I got up at 1 a.m. I did my workout. I journaled. I read in my devotional. And then I absolutely sacked out on the plane. But I still got up and did it. I don't even bat an eye. Why? Because it's a habit. It's a habit now. Like my body is just so conditioned to do that. If I don't do my routine, it is like not brushing my teeth. It's like working out with my hair on, like not in a ponytail. It is just not, it is not good. It does not feel right. Now, I'm not saying you have to be as insane as that, but I am saying like, whatever you define as a good workout food relationship with your body, remember I said, we're all different, which means healthy looks different on everybody, which means how you go about health and energy looks different on you than me, on you, than your friend, than your boyfriend, et cetera. How you do those things, how you cultivate that relationship, the power in sustaining it is in your consistency. That's why starting small is so important. That's why not biting off more than you can chew is so important. Because you want to think long term. It is a marathon, not a sprint. It is not how thin can I get as quickly as possible. It is, I'm not looking for a body image. I'm looking for a body energy, which means I'm in this for the long call. So if that means I'm walking 10 minutes a day, I'm walking 10 minutes a day. Because I am looking long term. Consistency is your greatest superpower. Elon Musk once said, greatness is not from the person who works the hardest in the room. It's from the person who is the most consistent in the room. And I couldn't agree with that more. You have got to show up consistently to the point where taking care of yourself is conditioned into your everyday being. You've got to get to the point where eating like crap not working out is more of a rare occurrence than eating healthy and working out is you want your baseline to be taking care of your body see that's what it's like absolutely go out have fun drink have cake eat ice cream of course this is life but like you want your baseline to be taking care of your body Not the other way around. I feel like we live in a world where our baseline is treating our bodies like crap. And we have these like spikes every so often of like these extreme diets and workouts we do. And but our baseline is just not moving, not taking care of ourselves at all. We got to flip that. And I'm saying this because I care about you. We got to flip that. That starts with being consistent. And that starts the ability to be consistent starts with taking really bite sized pieces. And that starts with figuring out what the heck motivates you. So think on those things. Think on those things. And if you get anything from this, please remember, chase an energy, not a body image. Chase an energy, not a body image. Let's say it again for the people in the back. Chase an energy, not a body image. I'm sending you guys so much love.